right, all right. Join the Journey family, friends, and guests. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today is January 25th, which means we only have a few days left in our challenge to get 1,000 podcast reviews by the end of the month. And listen, I know... I I see the statistics. I get that monthly report. I know that this podcast has been streamed over a million times. And so this announcement goes out to all of you listeners who have not yet left a review. Please leave a review. It really helps new friends find Join the Journey and really helps us reach more people with the truth. So if you haven't left a review, we would love it if you did that. And second announcement, super exciting. If you haven't yet heard, Join the Journey launched an Instagram this month. You can follow us at underscore join the journey underscore. Or I think if you just type join the journey into Instagram, you will find it. But every week we'll be posting helpful insights into the books we're studying, clips from the podcast, and posts you can share to invite new friends to read along with you. But all of that said, I am here today with an old friend to talk about Proverbs 20, JJ Rosales. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. Thankful to just be in the room. JJ, Just thankful to be in the room. Glad you're here. We're so (laughs) glad you're here. Hey, tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what God's done in your life. Yes. So I, first off, did not grow up in the church at all. Didn't really want anything to do with the Lord. Didn't really want anything to do with church. Parents were Catholic, and that church was just not for me. Didn't really enjoy going to the services. It was a lot of stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down just let me sit down. (laughs) Just let me sit down and see what's going on. So from a young age, just didn't really care about church and kind of equated that with a lack of regard for God. And so just kind of lived my life however I wanted to. And then an old friend of mine in high school would bug me every single Wednesday, every single Sunday. Hey, come to church with me. Absolutely not. Hey, come to church with me. Absolutely not. And so finally, after a year, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of you asking me, I will go to church with you. And so finally when I went is when I realized that I had a lot of misconceptions about who the Lord is, what scripture is, what it says. And that's when I heard the gospel for the first time very clearly. And that's when I decided that I was tired of living the way that I was living. I was digging a hole and was tired of it. And so kind of from there, honestly, up until a few years ago was just going through the motions, reading scripture just to read scripture to say I did it, was going to church just to say I did it, was going to all the youth events just to say I went just to be there and have someone see that I was there. Mm. So finally, a couple years ago, kind of hit rock bottom with a lot of my own sin that caught up to me. And that's when the Lord just kind of told me, hey, you have nothing else besides me. And I remember the day before my world fell apart I prayed and asked the Lord to break me so I could be built up in him and honestly wasn't expecting that to be answered. He was like, sure, you got it tomorrow. Yeah, he was like, exactly. You said day. that, boom, done. And so from there, just fell in love with the gospel, fell in love with scripture, fell in love with who Jesus is and kind of went through scripture with a new lens of this is real. And then even now, literally just today, I had a, a meeting with my mentor at work and we were talking about the chronological Bible because yeah. I want to go through that chronologically. And what blew my mind was how he told me that, I can't remember the exact date, but Jeremiah, I want to say, happened at the same time that the Olympics started. Oh, what? Way back in the day. Whoa. Don't quote me on that. Okay. But okay. 
like kind of seeing those two things paired together mm. makes scripture more real to me. Mm. Just seeing that history is real, but also the scripture is real too. And so it's been yeah. super cool. But all that to say, the Lord has changed my life and the Lord has changed the way that I view scripture. And he's used community at Watermark to do that. That's amazing. I'm thankful for my guys. Hey, I'm I'm glad you're here with us today, uh, specifically looking at Proverbs 20. And and now that we know you a little bit better, I know you really wanted to speak on verse 5. Yes. Let me read it for us. The purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Yes. Why that verse? Yeah. So my scripture, my version is Holman Christian Standard. Love it because easy early in the morning, it's easy for me to understand. So that says counsel in a person's heart is deep water, kind of the same person of understanding draws it out. And so what that kind of says is that counsel or purpose in some translations is already there. Mm-hmm. It's already there. And it's it's like a water reservoir, right? So so let's say somebody builds a well. That water's already there, but it takes something to draw it out. Yeah, to access it. Exactly. And so how do you get a well there? Somebody who knows how to do that comes and puts it there. Mm. You can't do that because you don't know how to build a well. I don't know how to build a well, but somebody who does, somebody smarter than us, comes and builds that well so that way it can draw it out. And kind of the same way, this person of understanding, this this person of wisdom, this man of wisdom is a lot smarter mm. than we are. And so we may not know that it's there, and so we need that 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 person of understanding to draw that out. Someone wiser than me, someone someone smarter than me, someone further along in life than me that can say, hey, this part of your life could use a little more wisdom. It's in you, but you need to find it. Like you need to make that decision. You need to make those connections. And so they kind of draw that out. They ask me hard questions. Mm-hmm. They point out flaws in my logic. They point out unwise actions. And so whether it's, it's a, a mentor or a parent or a teacher or even the Lord himself, drawing that counsel out of me, drawing that that wisdom out of me that I honestly may not have known was there or suppressed or just did not even acknowledge mm-hmm. that it was there. So using that man of wisdom, that person of wisdom to kind of draw that out of me without even knowing it was there. Totally. It reminds me even of spiritual gifts. First mm-hmm. uh, Corinthians 12, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. And the question is, okay, if I know that every believer has been gifted by God uniquely and individually, um, how do I know how God has gifted me? And it, it sometimes we can figure it out on our own, but oftentimes it takes others, others. affirming exactly. and identifying and calling you up in mm-hmm. those gifts. And we need that kind of counsel in our right. life. So I love it. But let's keep moving. Yeah. I believe verse 17 is the other one you wanted to hit. Yes, yes. And so verse 17, kind of going with that, Food gained by fraud is sweet to a person, mm. but afterward, his mouth is full of gravel. And honestly, at first, I was like, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> what is that? What is that? What is yeah, that saying? How many people are out here stealing exactly. food in modern day America? And also, who's got gravel in their mouth? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, right? Um, and so Picking kind of, up rocks on the playground. Exactly. Like, that rock sound looks so good. Yeah. But kind of digging into it a little bit more and, and taking a little bit more look at kind of the underlying themes of that. And so let me ask you, have you ever actually had a mouthful of dirt? No. I mean, I've probably like on a windy day. Like gotten some. Gotten some like crumbs of dirt. Right. <laughs> you right. know, but yeah, I've never. absolutely. Like, I don't know that as a kid, I don't know. Sometimes little kids do crazy stuff. Yeah. So like my thought is maybe stand volleyball, 
you sure. die for a ball oh, yeah. and you you get yeah. some dirt in your mouth and yeah. that is the worst taste ever like yeah you don't it's not pleasant exactly it's not pleasant right and so kind of with that it doesn't taste good mm-hmm. and so kind of along the same line food gained by deceit or fraud in other words sin soon tastes like that dirt in your mouth right so like those actions done by sin that's that's that conviction that we feel afterwards sin is so sweet in that moment but that sweetness disappears faster than we can realize the implications of what we've done yeah right jj give me an example for you personally how has that played out yeah so with the same line of proverbs proverbs 18:1 whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire mm-hmm. he breaks out against all sound judgment mm-hmm. like I didn't realize that was a scripture until I lived it. Mm. And so I isolated myself and didn't really share with community, didn't really understand the importance of community. So I kept all of my sin to myself, exactly secret, and then didn't realize that it would come to bite me. So it was sweet in that moment that I was enjoying it, keeping Mm -hmm. it to myself. Nobody knew. They had this perceived view of me, but inside I was dying. And then finally, it all came out, all came out. And that's when people knew about my secret sin for a while. And that's when people realized that I was not the person that they thought I was. And then also, real world implications, lost my job because of that sin. It tasted so sweet in that moment. But as I was driving home to my parents' house, Mm -hmm. I wept. And that's when the gravel was in my mouth because it it was horrible. It, it was hurt. that conviction. Exactly. And so it tasted so sweet in that moment of being isolated and to myself, but it disappeared faster than what I had realized because mm-hmm. I didn't know I was going to lose my job. Mm-hmm. Didn't know all these people were going to have a yeah. taste view of me. You had no clue. Exactly. Until that hit my that taste buds. And so that unpleasant taste kind of makes us question Like, why are we eating that food in the first place? Why are we getting this sweet food in the first place? And so the only only way to avoid getting your protein from the worms is to remain obedient to the Lord, Mm. right? Because his food is so much sweeter and it lasts so much longer than anything that we could get from fraud, Mm -hmm. from sin. Mm -hmm. And with the fruit of the Lord, it won't turn to gravel, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's something we can continually eat. So those are kind of the two verses that I that really struck with me. I love it, JJ. Yeah, That filled our time. We're out of time. Okay, great. Hey, thank you for being here. Absolutely. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.